It's a Flemcast. Flemcast. Uh, early on in our show, um, we were asked if we had tuberculosis because we were like, one of us was sick like every week, like with a cold. Yeah. But this is not tuberculosis. This is, uh, I haven't cracked my beer open and, and wet the whistle yet. Oh, there you go. You got to wet that whistle. I just had my coffee. Then I can have my beers. I don't know how you do that. What? Uh, you, you put the little K-cup in and push the button. It makes coffee. Uh, yeah, but at this hour and at Sh- night? Sure. I... It's like my City View days. We'd be at the diner until like 11, 12, 1 o'clock drinking coffee. <laughs> and then you go in the parking lot and crush a couple beers. Yeah, I guess. That's... uh. <laughs> Isn't that like, that road's like highly policed. How would you crush beers in the parking lot? Ah, oh, you go in the back. Okay. Oh, hold on, I got a, I'm adjusting level, Squeezer. I'm oh, still not right. You need, you need me to uh, give you a, a level? No, I'm, I'm a little hot. I mean, you're a little. Oh, yeah, yeah, you are. Is he, uh, is he, fuck, why, why we're late tonight, I, I'm like, I'm about to go on. I'm like, I don't hear my, I don't hear anything. I couldn't figure out what the fuck she did. I finally got to. I had to like go back and normalize the entire board and then start from scratch. Oh, that is he. She's a stinker. I'm sure she'll be in here sooner or later to cause some trouble. But um, that's neither here nor there. Uh, it's our Thanksgiving show. That's why we're Tuesday night tomorrow. So tomorrow I have to wake up at the butt fuck crack of dawn on thanksgiving day to um what what time of the morning is that for you by the way for me that's about 5 five fifteen in the morning oh wow okay that's kind of early yeah we were at the studio at six on site by six forty-five. squeezer oh oh so you're actually like in a shower and stuff that's nice no, no. I set my alarm for like five, then five fifteen, then five thirty, then five forty five. Oh, uh, then five forty five and then you still get there by five fifty. <laughs> At that time in the morning? Absolutely. Oh yeah. So then we pack up we we, we uh we pack up and uh, we head out to Lafayette College for the America's oldest high school rival rivalry rivalry squeezer. Rivalry. And uh, kickoffs at ten thirty. Um, hopefully, I don't fucking. Hey, Brewers Arcade! Hello, happy Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving! Yeah. Um, we're thankful for you. Yes, and and I have to uh, go to do football squeeze. Right, while you nice. are driving to your in laws or your mom's. Uh, your mom's. I'm going to my mom's for Thanksgiving. In laws is uh, Friday into Saturday. Do you have to cook? Are you? A cooking no, squeezer. not doing it this year. We're going down there this year. Got confirmation on that. But it's not just because you just go there doesn't mean you don't have to, you know, bring the bring something. Uh, no, no, she'll take it. We'll bring like uh, maybe dessert or something. But no, her mom will do. She'll do everything. When they when they came up like the last two years, I did everything, and I like to. You know, it's you know, 
I don't mind. I like to process. I trust your process. Did we talk last week about the passing of Kevin Conroy, Squeezer? Uh, I don't think we did. And I was surprised that we didn't you know, when we were all said and done, as they say. Well, he passed away on November 10th. And so we should have talked about it last weekend, last week. And um, he was you know, the voice of Batman on the animated series, the original run. Uh, he was uh, the Batman voice you hear in your head. He did it the best. Kevin Conroy was yeah. was great. That animated series was awesome. He died at 66. Battle with cancer. Also, Jason David Frank, Squeezer. Yeah, that one's dark. We just gave a, a whole soliloquy to him on the Halloween show. I did, at least. Yeah. And um, talking about the Green Ranger. And he- yeah, Mrs. I, Squeezer was crushed. Did they know how he committed? And he he was, by all accounts, doing well. He was at cons. Tons of people had pictures with him. He was doing MMA. He was he was doing- uh, He was like, had a, a whole studio going. Uh, but I guess yeah. he was battling his demons. And do we know how he did it? I no, no, they're not releasing that. The only thing I saw, and I don't know how accurate this is, because it's. Hang on. Apparently, August twenty third, his second wife filed for divorce. I'm not saying that's why, but I just saw that. Hmm. But yeah, so who knows? You know. He's keeping up the uh, well, social media appearances, but things might have not been going so well, clearly. That's a reminder that you never know what someone else is going through, Squeezer. Yeah. Yeah. I I just, I can't comprehend it. No. Just Too much a, to live for. Uh, kids and all that. Ugh, it's looking terrible. Uh, you were pretty pissy the other day at your daughter's Barbie dream house. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's still... I thought you were gonna yeah, <laughs> box it up and donate it to Superfan, Superhuman. I mean, oh, that would be great, though. That's, Wouldn't I mean, it? if you're going to destroy it, you might as well send it down to Superhuman to do it for you. <laughs> I don't know. I'd take. I'd kind of want to take that bump myself. <laughs> hey, kids, gather around. We're gonna watch a video. Daddy, oh, is, is that my Barbie Dreamhouse? <laughs> it is. What's that man gonna do to it? Destroy it. Oh, God. Not the Barbie dream house. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, I would never give them those ideas because I, I can never let so, them watch So you that. think out of out of that, they wouldn't be upset. They'd be like, we can do that? Yeah. Like That's a, yeah. That's a bump we can take because Superhuman's uh-huh. no bigger than your, your oldest daughter. No, probably not. She, <laughs> could, she could probably take him. Yeah. Um... <laughs> This full my gigolos and gigolettes. Fuck this shit. Woo woo. Love him. Uh, truly an artist. And <laughs> he is. I wonder if you did. Like I would go and buy a Barbie Dream House if he was willing to to jump through it. Oh, of course. Hey, Very superhuman. If I send you a Barbie Dream House, will you jump through it? And we could lie and tell Squeeze that it's hers and take. You know the old pulling off the arm stick that the um, on Arrested Development that the dad used to do. Yeah, 
And that's Te why you always leave a note. Right. Teach them a lesson. Yeah. That's why, that's why you always clean up your toys. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't. Uh, I don't, uh, don't want to torment them necessarily. Why? Uh, maybe a little bit. Yeah. And Jeffrey loved tormenting us. It was his, <laughs> it was his, his favorite. Oh, the, the, the Three Mile Island and... Oh, you better be really quiet when we go over the bridge, because if Godzilla here, he's going to come out of the water, and uh, you're all in trouble. <laughs> I do love that. Um, yes. But uh, also, shout out to Sinbad, the comedian. He had a stroke, and he's not doing well. Yeah, I saw that picture. Yikes. That is not good. But that's the depressing news of the day. Yay, for things we're thankful for. Uh, I guess. <laughs> and good news. Lay's has re-released Crunch Taters potato chips. Not really a potato chip fan, but I'll... Wait, what? I try to stay away from them. You're not a potato chip fan. Not really. Huh. Like, if you put, put chips and pretzels in front of me, I'm going to go pretzels oh, 99% going... of the time. I'm going chips. Nah. Unless I, I, I even op even though there was like 30 boxes of chips in our break room, uh, I opened up the one just to get to the jalapeno ones today because those are kind of tasty. So crunch taters are famous, most famous, not for just um, chips you had in your pantry as a kid. They were uh, famously eaten by Macaulay Culkin in his uh, Home Alone, Kevin McAllister's junk food binge. He had... Crunch taters, uh, and uh, I believe these are these. I when I was a kid, I they were like a Boise's. From what I remember, there was mm -hmm. also like a chip that had like, and I guess crunch taters weren't it. They, that my mom bought that had like um like fake burn marks on them, like they were grilled. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone who remembers what they were, hit me it's just, up. Is it just painted on? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it is. Um. But crunch taters, I remember them being like oh Boise's, but I guess from what I'm hearing, they were kind of just Lay's kettle chips before they were called Lay's kettle chips. Oh. But that's not how I remember them. I remember them being more like a Boise's, like crunchy and shit. So I don't know. We'll have to go get a bag of crunch taters and try them out. They're back. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'll eat food. Uh, Pepsi and Crunch Taters. They definitely paid for that uh, appearance. Speaking of Pepsi Squeezer, have mm. you got a chance to watch, and this is something we talked about on the show before, the Pepsi Where's My Jet documentary on Netflix? Uh, no, not yet. You brought that up on the show, right? I How the kid tried to get the jet? So. Yeah, like, I talked about that uh, like collecting. before. I, I was obsessed with that when the whole thing was going down. I think I, I wasn't really aware of the whole jet thing. Like I knew it was going on, but I was more aware of collecting the points for myself because of the trash I wanted out of that catalog. Me and my mm -hmm. friend Matt were like, oh, we're going to get um, so many sport balls, sport balls or uh, I think that the CD holding case is what I wanted. I don't know. I think I actually sent in for it, too. Um, so, yeah, that movie, that documentary, I think it's three episodes. It's on. Netflix, it, we're through one and a half, and even Enchantress was like, "I like this." <laughs> like she said it it's, as in like, it's "Well done." It's it's crazy that they can make a three part series out of it, but yeah. oh, so you watched it? No, oh. no, 
Oh. I'm saying that if they could, I I plan to. Oh. Maybe I'm hoping like by the uh, over the weekend. What was uh, I guilting you to watch? Um, last show. I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, there's a we watched a lot of good things. Uh, Young Rock is uh, we're still behind on a uh, episode behind. I love I love that show so much. It is so <laughs> dumb, but I, I mean it's fucking I love it. It's my favorite thing. And uh, yeah, there's also a peppermint frosties now squeezer at Wendy's. Oh, they're uh. they're going crazy with the frosty flavors. It was. There's a strawberry. There's obviously the vanilla. You know the regular chocolate. I I there's chocolate and only chocolate. I don't know. It got a a lot of people are saying it's good. Uh, I mean it it can't be worse than their chicken nuggets. So. Um. Yeah, their spicy ones are okay. Um. It's a texture thing. Yeah, they're not McDonald. I mean, I don't like anyone's chicken nuggets really anymore. I'd rather, you know, if I had the, if, well, I guess, I guess, uh, like Chick-fil-A. Yeah. What about that place in the farmer's market that has chicken nuggets that taste like old school chicken nuggets? What place in the farmer's market? Uh, it's right by the pizza place. Oh, I don't, I've never eaten there. Oh yeah. Uh, believe it or not, Jake goes there a lot. Uh, they have chicken. What do you mean, chicken nuggets that taste like old school chicken nuggets? Uh, you got to ask him about it. I mean, if you can get a hold of him, I know he's out of town, you know, for the next like three weeks. But, um, uh, yeah, he said that they taste like McDonald's chicken nuggets. Well, McDonald's chicken nuggets taste like McDonald's chicken nuggets. No, no, but you can get them and also get beef sticks <laughs> and a box of pretzels and some clams at the same time and a rack of ribs, you know. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, now that's convenience. That is what um, the definition of convenience. Can't get fancy cheese, though, anymore. Sad. Oh, yeah, you said your cheese shops. All your cheese shops in town are closing down. I know. I only got left is my old old little Italian corner store. What's Trevino's? Yeah, I got it. Ow. Rub my feet on the carpet and I got zapped. Um, <laughs> would you get excited and quickly? <laughs> I did. I actually did like a little like Hanna Barbera run in place pitter patter kind of thing. Yeah, that's adorable. Uh, yeah. When was the last time you've been to Stravino? You talk Stravino's on this show often, and uh, I yeah. was wondering. Oh, uh, it was. It's been a while. Like I'll swing by, like because be like baseball season because you just top over the bridge, right? You know, right there. So. Uh, and what I, do you what do you just get cheese there? Or do you get a, a hoagie? Or no, you, you can you, you can get a hoagie. Do I'll you get, get usually I get my I I'll get my use. Do you get your get, your off the bus snack? I I will get my I just not the coke because you know soda you know yeah calories <laughs> yeah, empty you calories calories but I'll still get an entire ball of cheese and a, a double stick of pepperoni. All right, because it's more cost effective to buy two. You know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You're not an idiot. You're on a diet. You're not stupid. You're on a brain diet. <laughs> so last week on the show, I ordered the Spam Limited Edition Figgy Pudding. Uh-huh. I have not tr- uh, ventured to try it yet, though, Squeezer, but I have two cans of it. So 
I'm going to dice that. Are you, are you yeah. anxious at all? or No, no. I mean, it had to be cleared by the FDA, right? It's just, I mean, if spam itself is cleared by the FDA, yeah. then spam figgy pudding. No, this was cleared by the FAA. Sure. So, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, because Santa delivered it. It's yeah. Figgy pudding. I'm sorry. Like, the, just the packaging, it looks like cat food. Yeah, well, spam looks like cat food. Oh, well, fair enough. But spam's not bad. I'm gonna tell you. It's uh, no, I I don't disagree. It's kind of good. <laughs> it's kind of good. Yeah. As far as the canned meats go, I don't I don't hate spam. You gotta fry yeah. it up nice though. Hmm. I couldn't tell you the last time I actually had it. I couldn't tell you the last time I actually had it either. But um, I don't know. It says figgy pudding, holiday charcuterie board, spiced. Dutch baby pancake with spam figgy pudding and cranberry butter, or their other recipe is spam figgy pudding holiday skewers. The holiday mm. skewers are um, cubes of the figgy pudding spam, dried figs, and red onions glazed with balsamic and sprinkled with fresh chopped rosemary. I could do without the figs. Yeah. Too sticky. Too seedy for me. Oh, yeah, that too. To uh, can you even eat those figs? Yeah, I really don't know. <laughs> uh, they're a fruit, right? Is a fig a fruit? I think so. Fig. I'm pretty sure a fig is a fruit because of the way the seed structure lies. Fig is an edible fruit of the ficus caracia. Caracia. Guessing right with the rad year. A species of small tree in the flowering. Pl- plant of Morasea, native to the Mediterranean and Western Asia. So... I just don't like that wasps crawl into them. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, it's kind of gross. Wasps suck in general. Yeah. Um, hmm. what is the, so I don't know what else is in this. I'm trying to see all the genus and who's a what's it of the doodads. <laughs> I don't know what it's, it's re- related to. So I couldn't tell you, Squeezer. I'm probably uh, not. I don't think I'm allergic to figs. Tree. No, you should be fine then. It's a fruit. I mean, if you can eat a blueberry or a cum, uh, uh, well, I have issues kumquat. with ba- I have issues with bananas. Oh my God! Nature really hates you. Yeah. Can you have a fig Newton? I mean, I've I've had bananas in the past too, but I haven't had a fig Newton as an adult, so I have no idea. Oh boy. So toxicity, like other plant species of the family, marac or whatever. What do you fuck it? Um, <laughs> contact with the milky sap of ficus caricia, followed by exposure to ultraviolet light can cause uh, phytophotodermatitis. Phytophotodermatitis. A potentially serious skin inflammation. So, yeah, don't do that. Hmm. Don't, you don't want to get phytophotodermatitis. Phyto, 
But it can also be used in folk medicine. Oh. You can remove warts and soften your calluses. With Fido, Fardo, Fada, Jana. Uh, uh, what's it? You don't have to worry about softening your calluses. Um, <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, syrup fig combined with senna. Oh, has been available as a laxative. Hmm. What is We're learning about figs genus of on the Rad Years podcast. Since the late 1800s. Should I just figs. go quick, change the name of the episode to The Fig Show? The Fig Show, yeah. Oh, uh, you know, we I, we got to prepare properly for it, so we'll push that one off to a later date. You know there's multiple varieties of, of Spam Squeezer? Is Oh, I was going to ask if there's Fig Spam, but yes, there is. That's how we got to this point. <laughs> There's the regular spam, a light version, a so less sodium version, a version with real Hormel bacon, a version made of oven roasted turkey, a version made uh, that's hickory smoked flavored, a hot and spicy, a jalapeno, a teriyaki flavor, a Portuguese sausage flavor, uh, one with tokino seasoning, and then there's spam singles, the like little pouches. These, Got a spam right in that fucking shit right there. And then in the spam gift shop squeezer, uh, what you can buy there, if you have a fan of spam in your life and Christmas is coming, the holidays are coming, squeezer. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I'm going to remember this for the gift exchange. A spam can neon clock for $196. A spam branded golf bag. <laughs> Uh, a trail biking jersey, a Hawaiian shirt, a bowling shirt, a brand, a flag. None of the shit's cheap. A canjo instrument. It's a banjo made with a spam can. Oh, there's an Under Armour pullover. Um, oh. A hoodie, an umbrella, like mugs, hockey. There's a fucking hockey jersey. There's... You get a, a, a variety 12-pack for $45, a, a fanny pack, a die-cast Spam brand trucks and a Lucite display case, a bamboo hat, flannel pajama pants, multiple hoodies and polos. Do you work for Spam yeah, and you right. just haven't told us yet? This is Beach stuff. Squeezer. doppelganger. And this is just page yeah. one of five. There's 239 items. Oh, my God. This is... Blankets. I jumped all the way to the end. Backpacks, Hawaiian bucket hats, tie-dye shirts, ball caps, t-shirts, pig puppet with spam branded scarf, uh, water bottles, little plushies. <laughs> I'm sorry. On page tin lunchbox. Seven, by the way. There's seven. Page seven. There's oh, seven oh, so five. Yeah, once you even, get the five, it gives a, you another two. A spam, a spam brand themed Yahtzee uh, brand game. <laughs> That's a lot. It's a mouthful. Um, on, when you get to the last page, I'm getting there. My, Hold my on. Favorite, yeah. <laughs> aprons, multiple aprons, child's clothing, camo hats, football, basketball, uh, child's onesies, a golf towel, flip flops that leave spam markings in the sand. Oh, that's nice. Uh, piggy banks, golf balls, dish towels, <laughs> baby bibs, socks. Cookbooks, snow globe, earrings, 
Oh my uh, god. Sp- like a, 12 a sp- bucks? Spam branded spam slicer. Oh, I think Mr. Squeezer's getting those for uh, a Sir Canalot plush doll. Multiple mugs. Uh, okay, we're on that's page a nice five. Thermometer. A puzzle, a spatula, another second type of flip flops, a cutting sheet, recipe books, tote bag, a hockey puck. <laughs> Oh, Magnets, you know who needs that? Wine glass, shot glass, dashboard mat, bandana, sunglasses, license plate magnet. Oh my god! Uh, 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 one of those whistle Nerf footballs with the with the fucking arrow uh, tails. I'm buying her a hockey puck for her wall. <laughs> a spam brand pocket knife and keyring. <laughs> Luggage tags, light up pins, can patch. We're on page six. Oh, stress, spammy the stress pig, stress ball, <laughs> lanyard, cut, travel cutlery set, a, a special spam branded slicer, spam town USA, Austin, Minnesota pin, uh, spam keychain, brand sandwich keeper, um, soft piggy keychain, notepad and pen, shoelaces, golf tees. Gift bags, magnetic clips, fly swatter, chip clip, and finally page seven, fishing bobber, lip balm, it is. bottle opener, keychain, stadium cups, just blank cards for a dollar twenty-five. <laughs> Pens, stickers, bumper stickers, pencil, postcards, and a character tattoo. Good God. If anyone in your life is obsessed with spam, you have there's a one stop shop to get them yes. whatever gift they could possibly imagine. Uh, that that fishing bobber is so random and unnecessary. Two dollars <laughs> for two dollars. Is it worth like? <laughs> I love though too that you can buy a spam brand gift bag for two dollars. Yeah, which is literally like if you were to go to the spam store. Right. It's you're buying the bag that they would put your merchandise in. Yeah, well, at the bottom, one of the last things is a plastic spam museum bag from the museum in Austin, Minnesota, for forty cents. Ah. The pretzel, the pencil, sixty cents. It's like these are all the giveaways. Like if they're at a trade show, but they're yep. like we're gonna sell them. <laughs> well, they probably were giveaways at a trade show, and they're still just sitting in a box somewhere because mm-hmm. no one wanted to spin the wheel. Um, so the 2022 holiday shopping options, everybody play. If your order is placed by 1 PM central standard time on December 19th, you'll be able to get it by Christmas two to three day shipping orders placed 1 PM central standard time, December 20th, everybody. And if you need a two day shipping, you got to order it over the phone. 507-437-9898. Get it overnight. If you want it on the phone. Uh, who needs to overnight? I need a that spam golf bag <laughs> or ASAP. Could you overnight it to me? My my lips are very chapped. Can you overnight me some spam brand lip balm, please? Oh, we should call them live on the air next week. Just order stuff. Yep. Like, hey, uh, what's good? Can we order some things? <laughs> what can we get overnighted? This- I do like that you can like because the spam single lights and single classic that that's actually spam. Yeah. You know, like you said, the single, but it's in like the gift shop. Yeah. So they don't equate it as food. It's in the same category as a bobber and chapstick. Yes. 
Oh man. This is my new favorite store. What a what a discovery. This is uh my God, this is what our website's gonna look like one day. Bobbers and I don't know, they're pin and sticker games a little weak though. You gotta I know. All right. Um I guess we should start talking about things we're thankful for. You are I'm a... thankful for the spam gift shop website. Right. Yeah, who would have thunk that I was just like on the website looking at recipes. I'm like, oh, gift shop. Let me see uh what the holy fuck, there's multiple pages. Two hundred thirty nine items. All right. Uh squeezer, I believe um you go first this week. Oh fun. And here is your first pick. Oh, I should pot the audio board up. Open your code, please. Take that thing out slowly and open it. You got some kind of device. We have a possible situation. No, we have a situation here. Just touch the button. Quiet, please. It's just a car stereo. Pioneer car stereos offer you a detachable face for the ultimate in security. You see, it's a detachable face for the car stereo. What the fuck is this? <laughs> I love that commercial. The little old lady. She knows her shit. Uh, the guy had one of those uh, car stereo, like with all the little buttons, like in his uh, shirt pocket. Going uh, through security at the airport. And they thought it was like a bomb because, you know, that's when you can make jokes like that back then. It was really his car stereo. Yeah. But they didn't know any better. But the little lady who you thought wouldn't does because, you know, she's... She's hip. Yeah. I I didn't have one of these. I wish I did. I thought they were cool. My friends had them. I thought they were cool. I had um no. when I, I got a car, I bought a used car and had a CD player with a detachable face, but I never took it off. Ah. Yeah, no, that was uh it was a thing for a while. I guess cuz people were breaking into cars and stealing stereos. Um, then they decided, hey, we can put a car alarm in. The and, club uh, was a thing too. I remember that oh, scene and yeah. What was it? Uh, was it Clueless where everyone puts the club on their car at the party? I th is that? Yeah, I think so. I don't remember. But yeah, I never had a, a fancy, fancy pants car stereo. Even like to this day, uh, mine is fairly stock I, I i wish i i'm even considering looking to upgrade because i plan on having a, my truck for quite some time yet but um, does it do bluetooth yeah i have bluetooth it's just the interface sucks on it wow yeah um and like the angle it's at it was just it's the also, one it problem it doesn't I have, have like the car play right no nah, it's it, that's it's syncing up like it's so my my work car, I have to plug it in like a plebeian squeezer. Ah. CarPlay. My uh, personal vehicle, it, on, it does it wirelessly. So I just get in uh, the car and it, uh, AirPlay, uh, CarPlay just comes up. Whatever I was listening to last yeah. on my phone starts playing right away. Yeah, for the most part. For the most part, it works. Then it crashes from time to time. Yeah. You have to do the old... Uh, turn it off, turn it back on kind of thing. And it works. But, uh, I, so I, my first, I, 
technically my first car was a 1982 K car Reliant station wagon. Right. Never really drove it though. That's the one where I tried to replace the stereo and I cut all the wires out, take it out, and I cut the ground and we lost the brake lights. Found out the hard way. The nice policeman was kind enough to remind my mom of that. Oh. Um, but then I had my Bronco, my Bronco too, and that had the old like built-in big mechanical buttons for presets and stuff, and uh, a lot of levers and dials, a lot of clicky things. Uh, but it had a cassette deck in it at least, so I was able to invest in a uh, uh, cassette adapter. And when we when we came into the future, and I was able to uh, drive around, I had I put the little Velcro thing up on my dashboard, so for, so my discman wouldn't roll around up there, so I can have my discman Velcroed to my dashboard, my my cassette adapter, uh, and I was living the high life. You know, You're I could listen to CDs in my life. car. Uh, and then I felt like I took a step back, so when I got my little my little Subaru. Uh, my, my Forester that I love so deal. That didn't have a cassette player anymore. And it also didn't have uh, an aux input on it. So I was relegated to one of those damn like Belkin FM, FM modulator things. The modulators? Yeah. Yeah, those are awful. They are the worst thing on the planet. Yeah. They never work. Mm -mm. And they would always like cut in and out. Uh, you still have to, and then you have to like either use a battery or uh, power them off the cigarette adapter. Scott helped me back in the day tweak mine to make it illegally strong. <laughs> did you really? Mm -hmm. uh, did it, it work? Because there worked, were times yeah. like I understand like it. I'm I'm legally allowed to transmit within like 200 feet without a license. I the thing was not 200 feet from <laughs> my, my damn dashboard. Now those things were because they don't want it to interfere with the cars around you, so they make them like. A foot or two. They're really yeah. poor. But you could get in and uh, tweak them. And... That sounds like it could be fun, though. Just have, as you're driving by, other people looking down at their cars, just... <laughs> you step on, like, the hottest yeah. channel in town. No one listens to fucking radio anymore anyway, so <laughs> no yeah. one will notice. Something. And, and anyway, you're, like, in, like, the 88s or whatever, like, 88.1. Um, but yeah, so I, yeah, I, I was thankful for uh, the accessories that allowed me, I since I didn't have the fancy pants CD player, but you know, one that would allow me to have it. It was better than what my sister had, mm -hmm. which was a boom box with, uh, the lid that was broken off of it. So you could see the disc spin the whole time, <laughs> uh, a boom box on the floor of her, uh, old Jetta that my mom had and, uh, she would just drive around. She actually had it like uh, duct taped to something like heavy to keep it from rolling around on the floor. Uh, real classy uh, Philly girl kind of move. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, one day now, now, now you got all the fancy kebabs and, you know, you got your, uh, what do you call it? Your, your screens, you know, that the kids have nowadays. On their car, like me, I, I, I get the, I, the weather comes up on mine sometimes. It's pretty neat. Yep, tells me if it's cold or cloudy. Um, but yeah, I think I want to look in uh, replacing that. Okay. Get a nice one. 
But yeah, but I, I am I am thankful for that. And I'm thankful that it's come such a long way that we can have nice things now without having to have an FM transmitter. Uh, it's some goddamn miracle, Squeezer. Mm-hmm. All right, here is uh, something I am thankful for, obviously. Um, hold on. I don't have everything arranged properly. All right, here is something I'm thankful for, obviously. Holiday greetings from Budweiser. Budweiser wish you and yours the very best of everything this holiday season. Now, Squeezer, um, who Nashville fat ass just wrote in the comments on the live chat, BJ period B lowercase J. Thanks, Nashville fat ass. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thankful for beer, Squeezer. It's always been in my life. Ah, yes. My parents weren't drinkers. Uh, not really. My dad would of course, light the Coke. But my uh, grandfather, well, both my grandfathers, but on my dad's side, my grandfather, his dad, and all his brothers uh, were drinkers. So for Thanksgiving, we would be at my Uncle Mike's house. He is the grandpa to the, the Roosh Boys squeezer. Ah, yes. So this is pre-them, though. Um my uncle, my uncle Mike would, uh, they were, they were drinking. My uncle Greg, um, my, uh, uh, my, any of it, my, uh, uncle Butch was in town. He, he would have a few too, but, uh, my grandfather drank Bush, <laughs> Bush beer it was introduced in 1955 as Bush Bavarian beer in 1979 changed to Bush. Didn't uh, your dad drink Bush Light? He like he enjoyed his Bush Light, no matter the temperature. Uh, Bush Light is a four point one percent light lager, uh, as opposed to four point seven percent. Bush Ice, nineteen ninety five introduced five point nine percent squeezer. Whoa! Yeah. Um. It's a slightly cheaper beer than Budweiser, and it's their second most popular brand. It competes directly with uh, Milwaukee's Best and Keystone. Oh God! Yeah, I guess if it if it's a party, sure. I I think it's disgusting. No, it's terrible. In September 2020, Bush released Dog Brew, a non-alcoholic beverage for dogs. The beer contained neither alcohol nor, nor hops, but instead made with pork bone broth, water, vegetables, herbs, and spices. I'd rather drink that than drink <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> now, I, I always remember brown bottles and cans always being everywhere in the house. And those little steiny bottles, squeezer. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the lager bottles. Um, yeah. And just the other day, I saw that uh, and and not uh, Miller High Life, who always does fun things around the holidays. They released tiny little uh, steiny bottles for. Uh, I don't, it was this, is this a steiny bottle? 
Yeah, Steiny bottle is what I'm talking about. Not like the little midget bottles that like um, Coors Extra Gold comes in, Squeezer. Mm-hmm. These are the ones that kind of like, they don't necessarily have a long neck on them, you know? Yeah, they kind of look like me <laughs> if I were a bottle. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are everywhere. Uh, a lot of a lot of drinking. Uh, there was always the so my um, uncle's house. You come in through the garage, and uh, to the left was the giant basement where we'd hang out in. And he had a giant head of a kudo and like he did uh, hunt and got one of these big animals, and that was going down into the basement. And then you go to the right and there was like the pool bathroom because they had a big outdoor pool indoor down in uh, fancy, yeah. um, uh, in ground is one of that indoor outdoor in ground pool. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, you come in there to the right, obviously was the kitchen. And then there was like a sunken den or a living room squeezer, a sunken room, like, but it was separated with a bar. So there was like a step down into this room. Okay. Was it uh, an original or was it like a, an addition? Like it was like a patio. And it was, it's it's, it's, a, it's a, a, a giant mansion. Squeezer, so. Oh, gotcha. Like it's a ranch mansion though. It's not multiple. Oh, I, yeah, I gotcha. And it's over by the parkway. You know, those big houses over there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I gotcha. So, and it was a step down and then there's that room and that, but so then the bar was there and so there was always the the ice container, you know, with the tongs. You pulled the ice out. Mm-hmm. What year was this house built? Probably the seventies or eighties. Oh yeah, I pay, I I now that says it all. Why? Because they had no rules. They just and nothing, especially like that neighborhood, like that. Not a single house is built the same. No, 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 no. Yeah, absolutely. So then you like, and then so that's like straight ahead, and to the right is like a, another that's where the christmas tree was and that was like a room that was also a step down but it was like windowed it was like a windowed room are you like 50 feet underground by now <laughs> when you go in the basement you are yes <laughs> this is the second room um i'll draw a little map and post it on uh, something that if anyone's interested ah nice and that that was where presents were it's gonna open. look like it's gonna look like when we map out the zelda dungeons right exactly that was a presents were open on Christmas Eve when we'd go over there for Christmas Eve. And then to the right was like outdoor to the pool. So then if you went to the left, they had this giant grand piano in this piano listening room. Though, and like then, then the front door and the foyer. And then if you would go down the hallway, like parallel to the sunken, first sunken room that led, led back to all the bedrooms and everything. Ah. But this basement they had was fucking huge squeezer. And I, I told the story of how... I got from my grandmother acclaims WrestleMania, and my brother got Rad Racer for, for Christmas one year, and we immediately went down and dug out my uh, cousin Jeremy's Nintendo and uh, and drank that shit. Um. So, but yeah, there was always there was always uh. Beer bottles. Hold on. I found on Mailer Coors has a short history of the Steiny bottle because they they do have them out again, Squeezer, for Miller High Life. I thought they were discontinuing Miller High Life. No. I mean, it's a champagne of beers. Maybe Miller Genuine Draft or MGD or Miller Genuine. 
They might have discontinued that one. High Life, though, is, is popular. Oh, High Life Light. High Life Light. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why Dwayne had to get cases, because that's what he drank. Aw, poor guy. Yeah. So, the beer bottle with a short neck that looks like it should have a mustache. The Steiny Bottle, as it's called, is a, a manly, the coolest is manly in the coolest 70s sort of way. Maybe that's because we launched Miller Lite in the Steiny in 1975. Or maybe it's because we used marketing muscle of athletes and celebrities, many of whom had impressive mustaches, in our vintage ads. Um, but as old school as the Steiny seems, it's actually a lot older than that. The Steiny, as well as the stubby, uh, the stubby, like the Coors Banquet Bottle, that's the stubby squeezer. Ah, okay, the stubby. So is it? Oh, what the hell is? Uh, so it says this: the stubby, like the stubby, is a classic beer bottle style introduced in the 1930s to save on glass and shipping post prohibition. Miller Brewing first used a tiny bottle in the 1960s for Miller High Life. It was clear glass because the champagne of beers is always in clear glass. <laughs> we we also used the tiny shape when we launched Miller Genuine Draft in 1986. By the late 80s, it was all about the long neck and contemporary looks, and the Steiny was slowly phased out of production. Till 2015, that is. That's when handsome Miller Lite Steinies came back for a limited time, and again in 2016. Though a lot has changed in 40 years, the Steiny totally looks on point, especially if you picture it with a mustache. Oh, and they have a bunch of ads. Uh, I sent you one. Squeezer. Ah. So those are back, but they're shorter. They're tiny little steinies. Tiny little steinies. So yeah, that's that's what uh, that's I have like memories of brown bottles, brown flooring, brown everything. You know, eighties when brown ruled the world in varying shades. Squeezer. It goes great against your wood paneling. Sure does. All right, pal. Here is your second. Well, it's 48 minutes in and we're on your second pick, Squeezer. We're doing good. We're zooming. Zooming. Just imagine a wet, rainy day without warm, dry clothes, a good friend, and Campbell's chicken noodle soup. The real things always make you feel warm and good. That's why Campbell's is made with real chicken and fresh egg noodles cooked in real chicken broth. And it's this real chicken broth that makes Campbell's taste mm -mm good. Campbell's chicken noodle soup. Can you imagine a rainy day without it? Campbell's Chicken Noodle Soup. Real chicken, real broth, real good. Ah, I feel warm and fuzzy inside. Could just be the sodium preserving me. <laughs> you know, for the longest time, like mm. up and probably up until like maybe a high school or out of high school, I didn't eat any soup besides from Campbell's <laughs> Chicken Noodle pretty much or Chicken and Stars. I'm I'm with you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Then uh, I realized what real soup tastes like. Yes. Yeah, like, oh wow, this is del there's so much out here. Right. And there's textures, and it it doesn't just have to you know have the feeling of drinking olive oil. Uh. Uh. Except I I don't want I don't want to go uh too in in depth on the commercial, but uh, you know, cinematography and lighting in particular uh it kind of sets a mood and a tone and tells the story 
And the story here is it's stormy and rainy and Campbell's soup keeps you uh, feeling good and nice and warm. But if you're just watching the commercial, it is the most gorgeous, warm, sunny morning. Doesn't make the visuals do not match what they're trying to sell you. Mm. Just saying, yeah, it, bother, it bothers me. It's cool we all got to see it. Yeah, on this well, audio podcast. Yeah, well, eventually we're going to be doing. Uh, we we have plans. We built the set. We have a desk, and eventually we're going to do <laughs> some uh, vi video stuff. It's coming your way, guys, real soon. Uh, but I yeah I grew up on this. I I way too much of it and. In in every so yes, cold, snowy, miserable days like the the snowman kid commercial, mm -hmm. yeah. What, Campbell's soup all the way, saved the day. Like you look forward to it. You'd stay out there and get extra cold and more miserable just so it's even that much more enjoyable. And then yeah, there's the sick days, and you just thoroughly just uh, yeah, that it made you sick. feel better. And yeah. that's what gave me the idea because I had little sick ones here and they actually asked for Campbell's soup. No. And I went out and got with the little princesses. The little princesses. You got the uh, Tiana and the frog and the, 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 the Olaf guy, you know. It's adorable. Yeah. Um here, have some salt, kids. Make you feel better. And then uh oh, but then after school. So I I I was a latchkey kid to the fullest. Um, oh, I think you so, told this story on here before. I mean, I want to yeah, hear it again, but I I would get home and I would then make two cans of Campbell soup in like a big uh, um, uh, Corningware dish, <laughs> uh, like the big one. The Which big so you'd micro one. you'd microwave it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would microwave it. Okay, yeah, so a big, you know, in a big dish. <laughs> And then I would sit there and eat saltines in my in my um Campbell's soup, drinking eating two cans of Campbell's soup and eating like a sleeve of saltines uh after school each day in the in the winter. So I would do almost similar. I'd make a, a can squeezer. Two cans was too much for me. But I would crush goddamn near a full sleeve of Ritz. Ritz for my not saltines. Into into it. Until it turned into like a paste. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best. A delicious, delicious paste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I had you know those uh, little strombolis that they make like at Weiss, like that you can get in a deli. The ones they make in store. Yeah. yeah. It's literally like lunch, just lunch meat wrapped in dough. Right, and it's not cooked. They're, they're, it's got little little no. herbs sprinkled on top. You throw it yeah. in the oven. You cook it. Throw it in yeah. the oven. They're delicious. Yeah. They're delicious. So I guess this wasn't always a thing, or I just never looked. But for the first time ever, I actually looked at the the, the calorie, the nutritional info on it. Uh huh. And um, one seventh of one of those things is like three hundred and sixty calories. Good God. Yeah. So I, knowing that, I planned ahead, and I really didn't eat that day and like it was out of the blue like i'm like you know what we haven't had one of these in years let's get one because i used to get them all the time and oh, then i, yeah, I did say, the math I'm like wow that that's a lot and it also makes sense it, it explains why my shirts and pants have been so big over the years because there were times where i would have i i've had two of those in the sitting 
where I'm like, oh, I'll make two Strombolis for myself. Yeah, it's, uh, don't do that. Uh, I won't. So. Although, you understand why, though, because they are so goddamn delicious. No, I get it. I get it. It's temptation. Yeah. Um, but now, but now, yeah, now I, I, I still love soup. You know me. I love my soup. Uh, <laughs> I, I have drawers and drawers boy. of soup. Like it's a soup boy. It, yeah. If you look in my office, like, you think, oh, he's a prepper. No, I just, I like having lunch at the ready. And, and, and soup is handy. And now, now you can get good, I'm not saying good, but, you know, decent canned soup. Uh, that's, you know, like for like a grown-up. What would you say if your go-to favorite soup is? Uh, the clam chowder. Okay, so I am late in life to French onion soup squeezer. Uh-huh. But, oh, my God, is it not fucking Isn't it ama- amazing? Oh, like, I thought you meant, like, just, like, at work in my drawer. No, 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 kinda... soups oh. in general. Oh, no, no, French onion soup's my favorite. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, the first time I ever had it was at the Jonas Hotel in Kresgeville, Pennsylvania, outside of Camp Trek. Oh, yes, with uh, with uh, your dad, right? My dad was eating it. I'm like, that looks gross. Why does it smell awful? And my mom used to make it for him, too. <laughs> He's like, just try it. And I had a sip. I'm like, one more, please. And that was the end. That was... Just and you, you need it all dolled up with the, yeah. the the croutons underneath and the cheese and the broiled mm-hmm. and it needs to be in one of those eighties style crocs. I I have them. Yep. You know who? So if you want to go to and like the 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 shittiest restaurants have the best fucking yeah French onion soup. I but I had it's because the bread is so stale. Yeah, we went to this this one. Um, Ross video, of course, took us to this French restaurant in mm-hmm. in, uh, in Las Vegas for for dinner. I was like, at least it's not another steakhouse. <laughs> oh, you can obviously get steak there, and I got the chicken Caesar squeezer. It's my favorite, and I got mm-hmm. a, a a thing of French onion soup. It was it was delicious. Mm. Oh, I thought you were gonna say it wasn't any good. No, it was really good. Because I had it would be like it was like too light and like mm-hmm, like they put like. A sliver of cheese on top. Oh no, squeezer! I ate French onion soup in Paris proper, and if you think whatever you think here that is like rich and indulgent, holy shit, the soup eat like a meal. I couldn't finish nice. it. Nice. Yeah, he's like, so I like the what? Air. Not good? I'm like, no, it was good. It was a lot. <laughs> but no, I'm not your typical American. Yeah, sir. he's like, you want a man again? You pig! You finish. <laughs> And when we were in uh, Italy, uh, every time we went to eat, like the the server would come back, like, like and think I hated the food. What? No good. Ah, was, hold on, let me get my Italian. What? No good. <laughs> Why you don't like the pasta? I like. Oh, I did like it. There's just a lot there. I couldn't. And it's really rich and indulgent. I couldn't finish it. <laughs> yeah, but you don't like. It. How about you finish your bowl? You're American pig. <laughs> oink oink. And they hold their nose up and oink at me. <laughs> They didn't really do that. But they, I, I love that all Europeans have the same uh, feeling towards food as like your grandmother, where if you have to eat it all. They, um, they do. Well, that those in particular, the 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 um, restaurant we were at in um, uh, Paris, we were we were actually we weren't far from the Eiffel Tower. We were on that side of the river sign, but we were staying on the other side. 
like we're kind of closer to for those who know Paris, the Arc de Triomphe and the Champs Elysees. But we walked over, we were like, because they were doing this like big concert at uh, the Eiffel Tower, and I wanted to see the, the television set up, of course. Oh, sure. And, I get that. Um, so we walked over and saw it, and then we were looking for somewhere to eat, and we found it. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'll try the French onion soup. I'm in Paris after all. And oh, God. And they serve it with like, like, you know, you get a soup spoon here in America. But there, it was like more like one of those spoons that's more akin to those oversized sand shovels you get as a kid. <laughs> it's practically a ladle. Um, but yeah, it was it was good. It was good. Soup, soup's good. And we're, yeah, soup we're, is good. We're thankful for it. All right, squeezer here. Is did the Rogers hit a new low where we're talking about being thankful for soup, or <laughs> did we finally? After all these years, realize we're that old that now we're thankful for soup. I would say a low. I would say we hit a high. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So here is my next pick. Direct from their constant appearance in Los Angeles, it's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles band, Awamunga. Hey, these heroes on Half Shell love their pizza, and the motto of their national tour is, you do more good with music than with weapons. So keep up the good work, you dude. Salutes the USA. The Tiny Toons perform, and Santa Claus is on the way when the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade continues. Ah, uh, the 1990 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. That was the Ninja Turtles, and they're coming out of their shells. Shtick, squeezer. Ooh. Uh, Willard Scott, barely knowing who they are. They're heroes on a half shell. <laughs> old Willard Scott. He was the best part of those old parades. Yeah. It's like it's like they didn't even prepare, you know? No, they're he was just fucking hammered by that time. <laughs> so um I'm thankful for uh the coming out of the shells tour, which I've talked about on the show multiple times. I was obsessed with it. And for some reason it just reminds me of Thanksgiving, not because of this appearance in the nineteen ninety Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which I was a big fan of, and uh that's all I wanted to see that year. And it was like uh, it was like an hour plus into the parade squeezer. So I was just like, What the fuck? Show the the fucking attraction. And then they came through and they're on, on that fucking vehicle and I don't know, it was it was it was okay, but it was was kind of lackluster. But the the whole 
deal came out in September of 1990 and people started getting the tapes and the VHSs right around Thanksgiving. So that's probably maybe why I associated with Thanksgiving Squeezer. That makes sense. And I had the tape. So you know how I have a, a tape collection I've been starting again? Oh, boy. Well, it's not. It's, so we bought those tapes the other day. I, I thought you were purging. I'm purging. Tapes are like easy, though. But like, so Dinosaur Dracula is also to blame for this. He's in the last few years, he sent tapes over Halloween. I have the Gate soundtrack, the Monster Squad soundtrack, Freddy's uh, uh, hits. I have the I, I, I got an action figure a few years ago with the Stranger Things season one and two soundtracks. And then I was just talking to a friend. Uh, I made a purchase. I bought the the sealed coming out of their shell sales tour tape. Uh, and the first movie tape soundtrack, the original soundtrack for the first movie that has um, This Is What We Do by MC Hammer, uh, Spin the Wheel, Turtles Get Real by High Tech 3, Turtle Power by Partners in Crime. T-U-R-T-L-E Power. Yeah. So it, And then he sent me for free uh, the TMNT 2 Secret of the Ooze soundtrack. It has Ninja Rap by Vanilla Ice. Oh, nice. Uh, apparently, he did that. It's I, I've done that show before, Squeezer. He does two songs. He does Ice Ice oh. Baby and Ninja Rap. That's it. No, but uh, that was the, that was the big uh, event at the the '90s show. Right, and uh, yeah. he's they, that '90s show has come through the Winton Creek before, and Vanilla Ice comes out, and he does oh. he does a lot of hooting and hollering. He does Ice Ice Baby, and he does Ninja Rap, and I guess he had a Michelangelo suit guy come out this one and that's it that's oh. all vanilla ice does that's all he has good for him so he anyway his home remodeling show i have this tape uh it's sealed i'm gonna open it up here while i have on the air squeezer oh get the cellophane oh, I remember it. that sound Ooh. letting it breathe then we're gonna you're gonna smell it right take the tape off and side one has coming out of our... Sh oh, God, I used to listen to this tape over and over and over. So let's me direct the microphone down to my tape player here. This is a real deal. This isn't like Foley, right? Nope. This is the actual sounds of a cassette player. I forget how to work it. All right, side one. All right, here we go. Let's play. Oh, sorry. It's not plugged in. It takes 4C batteries. <laughs> or it's got a plug here. Is it three-phase? No, it's at one of those AC. Uh, just in Like dryer uh, outlet plugs? <laughs> no. Okay, here we go. Playing? I don't hear anything. Oh, let me. Uh, this is good radio here. Okay, so maybe it's not powered, right? Oh, oh, oh. Okay. That was a radio. All right, now here's the tape. 
turn the volume down a bit. Had a little loud. There we go. Okay. Listen to this glorious sound of cassette tapes. Coming at you, WNBC, Michelangelo, Raphael, Donatella, Leonardo. Coming out of the shells. Out of the shells. God, this album is fucking. This album's. Oh, so good. There's the one song, Squeezer. I'm going to stop my tape here. <laughs> there, my tape player here. Okay, that that's when YouTube's gonna pull the plug on us. Yeah. So there's a song on here called "You Could Count." It's what they were singing. Um, it, oh, I, during the the parade squeezer. Yeah. Uh, TMNT, count on us. I'm gonna play. It's such. It's, I I walk around singing it all the time and. Enchantress is like, what the fuck are you singing? <laughs> like, for the turtles, you can count on us. This song is. Uh, Raphael on guitar there, high kicking. All four turtles get in on this. I saw this tour at Stable Arena. <laughs> <laughs> Splinter is really rough looking, but April's also on stage with him. Their mouths barely can move. These are like slimmer turtles. I have that. NECA did an action figure set as a San Diego Comic Con exclusive, but <laughs> since they had no San Diego Comic Con, they released it at Target, like very limited edition. And I managed to snag a set, Squeezer, of these, these four guys. But I, for some reason, they weren't allowed to call it. The coming out of our shell tour. Um, it was called like Magical Sh Mystery Shell Tour or something like that. Well, was this in conjunction with Pizza Hut or was that just a This was in con Pizza Hut sponsored the whole tour, yeah. So I assume yeah, they had like a rice thing there. Yeah. Here's the hook. Hooks is what's going to get you screaming. Get to the meat of it. Here it comes. Yeah. Kids are in the crowd playing their, their inflatable guitars. Donatello's got a keytar. And they're in pretty, pretty good choreography for um, Raphael's or Michelangelo's playing one of those like Revenge of the Nerds. No, no, it's messed up. But let's just I I play devil's advocate here What's that? I want to play a little devil's advocate here because you would say that this song loses any credibility because it's being it's, it looks silly because it's four uh, turtles in costumes playing the song. Yeah. But if the same people are up on stage were men in women's dresses with teased out hair with a lot of bandanas around them and like giving like devil horns uh, Donnie would be rocking out oh, this band are awesome 
No, I, I don't. I, I worship this album, Squeezer. I uh, coming out of the shells. I played this to death. Um, I even like some of the songs were like I made wrestling themes out of them. You know, I could see that. It was good to come out to. Uh, big fan of the coming out of our shells tour. It was a pretty big deal with Pizza Hut. And uh, I think that's how I got the tape. I think you got it through Pizza Hut. Because when we were growing up, we were a Pizza Hut family squeezer. Oh, yeah. Now I'm more of a Domino's kid. But Domino's did not enter this house as a kid. I didn't have it until I was old enough to get it on my own. Mm-hmm. But Pizza Hut, that was it. Yeah, we would, uh, I would say we were it's so, 70, it, the, 70 the disc- 30. Cassette went triple platinum squeezer. Three million albums. Wow. I'd say we were, we were 70, 25, 5. It was 70% Pizza Hut, 25 Domino's, 5% Little Caesars. Well, my grandparents would get Little Caesars because whenever we were there, it was like the two pies in the long paper bag with the cardboard underneath it. Yeah. That's how you got Little Caesars. Um, When we go out to eat, if like we go out, there's Dino's. That's when we'd have pizza like that was out like, Pizzeria Pizza Squeezer. Still there. Ooh, you know, fancy. Pizza at the Lehigh South Mall. South South Mall. <laughs> but if we got pizza delivered to the house, 10 times out of 10, it was not just Pizza Hut. It was Pizza Hut Thin and Crispy Pizza. That was it. That's what my mom liked. So that was what we liked. <laughs> yeah, I do miss... I I I liked, like it was like fine dining. Ninja Turtles. We didn't really. We didn't. Was there even Applebee's or anything? No, the first Applebee's that I know of came to town when the Target opened up in like the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. We didn't go dining. Like we, my grandparents would take us like Perkins and Trivet and like that, like that. Yeah, like we would like but, we would only go to diners on like a Sunday. If we did go out, it was like like the, the old inns or the fire hall or Staley's. Or yeah, Staley's was like Staley's. the nicest place. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of going out. All right, squeeze. Let's get to your third pick here. Here it is. Oh, I haven't potted down. I apologize. How do you snap up some great cars and planes? Rebel monogram snap type models. Build them yourself. Build them right. Put them together. You with snap type. Model cars and planes you just snap together without glue, including America's hottest racers, sports cars, and trucks. Snap together the new Dodge Viper RT10. The body's molded in color so you don't have to paint it. Out of sight. Build snap type model kits from Rebel and monogram. They're a snap. There a snap. Uh, that, that that voice makes me feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. That that the whatever they did to you know EQ that just it gives you that like it's that like uncanny valley feeling whenever I hear it. Um, and I do I do tend to watch a lot of snap tight commercials from the nineties. Um, I did but not. As a, have the will you believe, Squeezer, that I did not have the patience to build I, models? 
I 100% believe you do not have the patience okay. um, for that. And I, even as a kid, I, I, I like to pretend I did. I, I, I didn't. And that's why I like to snap tights. Um, and, you know, they, they were, and they also, they were the cheaper sets. So they were easy and uh, they were kind of like a way to build a toy, if you will. Like you, you didn't need all the knives and tools and all that stuff. And eventually, you know, I, I, I graduated to, uh, you know, like, uh, some level, like, what's it like tier three, like regular, you're harder are you asking because I have no like idea. That. Hard, you uh, could have just said harder model kits. <laughs> hard, harder model kits, which I I enjoyed. I right. but I was terrible at it. I had no technique. I I really, I I liked the idea of it. I just I didn't have the patience for it. I didn't have the hand. Yeah, I didn't know what, like how to like the hand eye coordination. Yeah, and and just and just the the time. I wanted to rush. I wanted to kind of rush through it. Now, now I'm like oh I love. The minutia and monotony that comes with just sanding down individual parts you? and panel lining, and uh, I I I spent two and a half hours last night putting a pair of hips together. Oh, yeah. Whose hips? Uh, RX seventy eight dash two. Okay, he's a robot. What's he from? Uh, the original Gundam series. The original Gundam series from '79. Yeah, he's just a high grade. I ordered a couple more. Uh, I, I I have now have a backlog about ten deep. Uh, oh, okay. So you're just of kits. I got I I got I got sucked back in. Uh, big time. I don't know where. Like all of a sudden, like I have the. I don't know. I'm I'm doing all right. I can I can start having hobbies again and start collecting. I think I had to wait for the kids just to grow up a little bit more again. I mean, there is a mother. I can ex- sneak away. Extenuating circumstances, I I think that that helps. You got off the road. Oh yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also like I I have a great boss who when I get home from work I want to do fun things yet and not just drink myself to death. I still do, but not because I have to. Oh no, my hobby is drinking myself to death. Oh, you're very you're committed to it. <laughs> I don't do something half-ass, squeezer. I uh No, you don't. I do it, I do. And that's it. why you don't do modeling. That's right. <laughs> um but my my personal favorite was um it was a snap tight and it was uh and I think I talked about this on the show before, but it was a 132 scale Haviland race rig and it was the tractor trailer that would drive around the uh, number 28 uh, Robert Yates Racing uh, Texaco Haviland uh, Ford. And it was not the not the race car, but yeah, the tractor no. trailer that carried the race right. car. Right, that's... Boy. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, all the cool decals, and there's some chrome on it. Oh, God. And, uh, yes! Oh, I was trying to show the proper level of enthusiasm. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for playing along. Sure. Um, and it was, but for as big as it was, it was still like a, the simplest, like skill level one. It was less than a hundred pieces. Cause like once you built the cab, 
you know, it was all put together. And then, like, the trailer was literally like a black box. It was like four big panels you snapped together, and that was it. Right. But then you had a toy tractor trailer to put your little toy model race cars in. Uh, that was pretty cool. I, I was terrible at painting, too. So now, now, now I practice, and I... I and here, here's the biggest thing. Oh, there's more. And why, like, I was thankful then for having that. Oh, this is your whole shtick this year. My, my shtick this year. I kind of forgot about it. Clearly. Yeah, I was waiting for uh, it. Yeah, really just, yeah. Um, but, like, you didn't know how to do anything. You can get, like, model magazines or ask the weirdo behind the counter at the model store that's now a church for help. Um, which, that broke my heart. My model store is right on uh, 7th Street there by the ice rink and the car wash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a church now. Ugh. Shame. Yeah, shame. Um, but now, like, you have the internet. And now, now, now you can, like, learn from pros. Like, guys that actually are, like, professional model makers. And you can just watch them do their thing. And you practice it long enough. And, like, oh, I get this now. So it's actually a lot more fun when you can learn and know what the hell you're doing and try different things mm-hmm. than just uh, just assume that this is how it's supposed to be done and you're just really bad at it, which I was. But um, okay, so uh, I guess that's it for that. Yeah, Joey. I like models. I'm so. thankful for them. Likes models. All right. Um, I got to keep consulting my list and my order here. Okay. That's what I'm thankful for next here is that. All right. Here is my next thing. Great party, Lucy. Tex party makes sure tastes great. Yeah, but it sure goes fast. No problem. More Tex party mix. Now all we need is some great party music. No problem. Party music! Oh. Well, at least the food's great. Check party mix. Tastes great. Goes fast. Now, there's a difference. I am thankful, Squeezer, forever thankful for Check's party mix. And not the shit you get in the bag at the store. Mm-hmm. That is garbage. That is trash. No one wants it. No one likes it. I'm talking about homemade Chex Party Mix. Uh, grew up on this. This was a holiday staple. You, Especially Thanksgiving and Christmas time, you'd go and get a handful of this delicious, delicious, probably not good for you because that's how shit was made back in the day mm-hmm. stuff. And... Um, it was it was so good. You just you kept coming back for more. I, I mean, I mean, there's so Chex Mix has existed since the '50s. Squeezer. It does look like a '50s kind of food. Um. Yes. And uh, the cereal used to be owned by Ralston, <laughs> who made a uh, Ghostbusters cereal, Mario, our Nintendo cereal system. Uh, Batman and Batman Return cereal, amongst others. Uh, but they then sold, obviously, that with Cookie Crisp to General Mills. And now Chex is made by General Mills. And um, so I, you know, you often say my memory is really weird, Squeezer, right? 
Um, it's exceptionally weird. Yeah, so I have like a weird taste memory where I can remember how things tasted and almost recreate them. Uh, like, like not, not just remember what it tastes like, but actually like like scent and mouth. Like it, it's it's there. There's like a photo memory of it, but it's not a photo. Obviously, it's like oh, I could pull up in my brain what that tasted like. Um. And part of that was my grandmother's homemade Chex mix recipe. So a few years ago, I started working on perfecting it. A lot of butter, a lot of Worcestershire sauce, <laughs> um, and then, you know, the right seasonings. And my grandmother never used mixed nuts. She always used, like, whole, nice, expensive, fancy cashews. And her, sorry, it was just Chex, cashews, no pretzels, no filler, no bullshit squeezer. Ooh, fancy. Only the good stuff. But my grandma was also smart enough to put more rice, mainly corn. She was heavy on the corn, then the rice, and the one she used the least was wheat checks. And that's another genius move. Because you still get that good textural difference between the three, but mm -hmm. the wheat checks aren't just the worst of the checks. That's why it's in the yeah, small box. It's like, you, you, then you get that texture and like that, it's like having sand in your mouth when you're done. Yeah, it's not that good. Um, you, so you want some wheat checks in there, but you can't go heavy-handed on the wheat checks. The the classic recipes call for the even amount of checks, but the the those who are seasoned in the checks mix game know that you don't go you go heavy on the corn, then rice snacks and least amount wheat. Gotcha for that true snack mix taste. Um, and I, I've added some spice to mine. My grandmother didn't really make them too spicy, but I, I've got her recipe down, and I made a batch uh, last night, Squeezer. I sent you a snap of it. I saw. It is delicious. It's really good. I melt full stick of butter, Squeezer. Delicious. Full stick of butter. Then I put uh, a couple two-tree heaping uh, spoons of Worcestershire sauce into that butter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then I shake a whole bunch of garlic powder, um, a big pinch of kosher salt, and coarsely ground black pepper into it. A lot of black pepper. Good. And you're just eyeballing this. I don't measure shit except Good the job. butter because I just pull it out of the wrapper and plop it in. <laughs> Mrs. Sweezer cannot uh, stand watching me cook. I, know, I never measure anything when I cook. Baking, no. you kind of have to measure. It's science. Yeah, it's kind of the role. Yeah. Yeah. It's science it's a chemical reaction chemistry right? yeah, it's, yeah it's chemistry but cooking it's just it's it's art uh then it's uh i put some uh cayenne pepper and um, some other seasoning mixes in there squeezer get it uh, all mm -hmm. nice and seasony and then i mix in um three probably four cups of corn checks probably three maybe two and a half two and three quarter cups i'm eyeballing it <laughs> rice checks and then like one cup and a half one and a half of wheat and then i put about two cups of whole cashews in there then i stir that shit all up squeeze i mix it all up in the big pot mm. uh till it coats and you want the heat on like really low just so it melts the butter you don't want to mm -hmm. cook that butter you don't cook anything in that you just you're you're make mixing right now then you pour it over a parchment lined baking sheet and uh, mix it up. Then you season again with kosher salt. 
Uh, then you put it in a 250-degree oven for an hour, and every 15 minutes, you pull that shit out and stir it up. It's so good. That sounds good. It is. And I don't, I don't like it. I do, I do not like checks. I will never, like, if it's, like, I, it does not appeal to me whatsoever. Really? And I was even hesitant to have you. No, I don't like it. Uh, it, it's a texture thing. Like I could, cause I can taste the, the, like back in the day, like the MSG in the season. I could tell, like, oh, they just coated this and shit. Yeah, if you buy but, the bag shit, yeah. Yes, yes. But your, I was hesitant to even try yours, cause I do not like the the store brand checks. And I I thoroughly enjoyed. I enjoy your checks mix. It's good. Yeah, I uh, I enjoy making it, and um, it goes fast. Um, there's some other different, different mixes like Dino Drac posted and I made it just to see what it tasted like, uh, an old ad for golden grams, golden nut crunch. So called for a can of mixed nuts or, um, a jar of uh, roasted peanuts. Uh, everything was cooked with margarine back then. Uh, half a cup, a quarter cup of margarine or butter melted, um, half i think it's a quarter cup of grated parmesan cheese squeezer uh, garlic powder ground oregano and celery salt and then four cups golden graham cereal heat over 300 degrees mix nuts and margarine medium bowl until well coated add cheese garlic powder oregano celery salt and toss until well coated spread an ungreased jelly roll pan (laughs) (laughs) bake stirring occasionally uh 15 minutes Stir in cereal, cool, store in airtight container. And it wasn't bad, I'll tell you that much, Squeezer. Hmm. I gotta go back and try to figure out my dad's pretzel recipe. I could probably help you make it. Uh, maybe. I mean, it was just, it literally was just pretzel nuggets, butter and garlic and salt and pepper. But. Um... He also did a hot. So checks had a Halloween squeezer, a uh, Halloween mm-hmm. checks mix recipe, and I made this too. And um, this called for a quarter cup. Oh, I gotta open this. It's on, save this. I'm getting old. I can't read fine print on this big monitor like I used to. Um, it it was a quarter. A half a stick of butter or margarine, tablespoon of Worcestershire, tablespoon of ketchup, teaspoon of onion salt, one teaspoon of hot pepper sauce, two cups corn checks, two cups rice checks, two cups wheat checks, three cups pop cheese popcorn, and two cups chili cheese flavored corn chips. Hmm. Same deal. 300 degree oven. I do 250 slower. Uh, melt the butter, uh, stir in Worcester, stir in all the, the ingredients, gradually add the cereal so everything's even coated. Yeah, because it's not like you're really going to dry it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a, I'm thankful for corn, or not corn checks, well, just checks mix and its deliciousness. Mm-hmm. And uh, after the show, I might go down and eat the whole fucking bowl of it. Oh. Because then I get to make more. Nice. Here is Mr. Squeezer's next pick. 
Hey, hello there. <laughs> Welcome to the theater. Would you like to see a movie or make a movie? You choose. way to the backstage. Da -da -da -da! Here we are backstage. There's a ton of things you can do back here. If you're stuck for an idea, check out the splot machine or the talent book in the ideas room. If you're ready to... So, what would you like to do? So, bingo! Apparently what you'd like to do is make a porno. It sounded like Seinfeld music. It kind of did, yeah. Um, but that was a party introduction uh, to a 3D uh, studio maker, which we talked about on this show before. And uh, I, I am thankful for it giving me the, you know, the outlet, if you will, the creative outlet, and just to have fun. And uh, If you my, will. Uh, my uh, one of my friends had this, and this is where, you know, we'd all like that. That was the house you'd all like crash at. Like you can have like, uh, you have like a sleepover or something like that. Like in they like the back room, and they, you know, there'd be like ten of us just right. out all night and like go to bed at like four or five in the morning kind of thing. Uh, but as it got later, you know, it's like four o'clock ish, something like that. You fire up the old three uh, D movie maker. And it would just be silly, uh, you know, because you're just doing silly, dumb fart jokes and stuff like that. And, like, just ridiculous, over-the-top, unnecessary, the kind of cartoons that, you know, a, a typical, you know, 12 or 13-year-old would make uh, at 4 in the morning after go coming off of a sugar crash. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It, it was a really cool uh, uh, program. Uh, it was very, I don't want to say it was bare bones. I mean, for the time, it was fairly impressive, you know, for what it could do. But, you know, the graphics weren't, I mean, the graphics were good for 95. And the interface was decent. Everything made sense. You can pick your characters. The only thing you can really import was audio. And you can record your own audio directly into it. And no one understood how to use a microphone, so everything was always blown out and modulate over modulated. Right. Uh, and I think you can upload a couple like MIDI files too, uh, if you wanted to. Yeah. Uh, but it was fun. Look you, up so your you synthesizer just... to it. That's me doing a synthesizer. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and it it was a fun little program, but it really, I I thought always thought it was great, and it, it's always had a special place in my heart. And I didn't know you have a special I really place didn't in my bother heart. to look how big of a community apparently it still had, and how much support and respect it still has, um, to the point where back in the spring, um, uh, Foon, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Foon Turing. Uh, he's a programmer. Uh, they call him like a, a a software necromancer. Like he will go back and like pull up programs that are beyond working in today's society and bring them back to you know basically preserving old programs. And he reached out to Microsoft. This is like in April. 
And it's like, hey, he, he just sent out a tweet. He's like, hey, uh, 3D Movie Maker is pretty amazing. Uh, I think you guys could uh, open source it. And like a month later, Microsoft posted it. Really? Yeah. They, they got back to him like uh, pr- pretty much immediately. And they're like, yeah, uh, you know what? We agree with you. Like, you have a good track record. We think this is an amazing program. It's not doing anything for us, but we think it should be out there and preserved and exist in a way, you know, that can move forward. And uh, so have at it. And apparently they the only reason it took even longer was they had to go back and um, some of the, I guess, the some of the drivers, perhaps. I forgot what it was. There's licensing with the some of the sound software. blasters. What's that? The sound blaster driver didn't work. Uh, no, no, it was actually. Oh, it was the. I think it was the engine. So the engine was actually like licensed. So Microsoft didn't have the rights to just mm. say, to open source the entire program. So they went to the people that, uh, you know, created the engine for the whole game, and they're like, "Yeah, put it out there." So, like, within a month or so, they uh, posted the whole thing to GitHub. Uh, and I'm actually looking at it now. There's all the code for fucking uh, 3D Movie Maker, which is pretty awesome. So now they uh, are planning on updating it and doing some mods to it, but mods just for stability and, and uh, you know, modernization purposes. And um, they'll allow people to, you know, they, they the plan is to let people go and, you know, make it their own. But the idea is to just keep it as true to form as possible so you could still use it in its original form. Because having that tool and also being limited also makes it fun. You know, like you can, you can't, you can, you can give a filmmaker a Sony Handycam and they can make you a film. Mm-hmm. You can give someone that says they're a filmmaker a massive budget, the best cameras in the world, all the lights, and the crew, and you might be better off watching the guy with the Sony Handycam. Well, I don't know. I didn't see the reviews for... uh... What the hell's that movie coming out? The the water people, with the tables. Oh, Avatar. Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. That the. I mean, when they go bank, when Disney finally goes bankrupt over that movie. Did you see? Uh, did they say it has to make two billion to break even? Yeah, I saw. I saw Cameron throwing a hissy fit over it. Yeah. About that kind of pressure. Yeah. Well. I, I, I have you ever been the problem is you're making less excited for a movie in your whole life <laughs> i don't i feel like i have to go see it just because see like that's why it's gonna make it's two billion dollars yeah because it's an I, event movie I don't it's know a if I james feel like cameron that's a good movie. enough reason anymore and that, the other thing is like oh but it's 3d and it's amazing i'm like yeah i hate eh, 3d movies it does nothing for me anymore yeah. all right uh let's move on we don't want to get into to that. Enough curmudgeony rad years. Curmudgeony. Well, what's your modern equivalent? Or whatever the fuck your sh- shtick is, your spin. What, what was my shtick? Oh. 
Oh no, that but that uh, that was the whole thing that they it was uh, open sourced and they're updating. Oh, so that's the thing you're thankful it. for now. I'm thankful for it now that it's still that they're still preserving that and that it's still being used. Okay, that makes sense. Here is my next pick. Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels were polar opposites. From the beginning, the groundwork was laid for a fierce rivalry. I just want to say one thing, Shawn Michaels, I can promise you for 60 minutes, you're in for the absolute worst pounding of your entire life. The historic Iron Man match did nothing to settle their issues. In fact, it only fueled the fire. Just because I choose to live my life openly and freely does not make you a better man. As the taunting unfolded, their bitter feelings intensified. You're nothing but a degenerate. Man, was wrestling just apexing. I am thankful for the Montreal fucking screw job because to this day, Squeezer, you know, back on November 9th, two weeks ago, was the 25th anniversary of the Montreal screw job. Jeez. That's how long ago it happened. And it's still being talked about constantly. Uh, if you don't listen, something to wrestle with, Bruce Pritchard uh, and Eric Bischoff did a podcast together talking about each side of it because Bischoff was hiring uh, Brett Hart away from WWF at the time to, to Vince. So I guess Vince signed Brett to this huge contract and realized he couldn't pay it or didn't want to pay it because he had Stone Cold Steve Austin, so he didn't need him. And, man, did Brett Brett's end of his career. Fuck, I feel so bad for Brett because he just got buried and then his career got ended in WCW by that idiot Bill Goldberg. Um, but, man, did he have some great matches with HBK. They were just fucking... They hated each other, but they, they worked magic in the ring. Same with Bret Hart and... and uh, and um, Stone Cold, like fuck, mm-hmm. great matches. So at the time, um, Brett had the belt. He was going to WCW. Vince needed to get the belt off him. Brett wasn't going to do the job for Sean. They didn't have enough time to do a whole story of who it goes to because they need. They wanted to put it on Stone Cold at WrestleMania in March. So they came up with they gotta do the the screw job this the the screw over, and they they figured out a way. Sean was gonna put Brett in the sharpshooter, and as soon as he did, Earl Hebner was gonna call for the bell, and they were gonna give the belt to Sean. Without, I mean, Sean was in on it with Gerald Briscoe, but everyone, all the boys in the back weren't in on it. Most people weren't in on it. Brett, uh, Vince was like, God damn, I did it for the company. Brett was obviously pissed. He bit. He destroyed the the ringside area. The which they do anyway in a match. You know, I just thought yeah. I, at the time I just thought it was all like a work. You know, and I, a lot of people to this day still think it was a work. I yeah. I you know what? I, I don't know. I at like twenty five years later, time. we're still talking about it. Was it not a work? Come on. I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. But that Brett went on to he he would like air draw WCW, and I guess Owen and uh, Davy Boy were supposed to run in and do the Schmaz finish, and uh, uh, Bulldog was like he fucked him he fucked Brett. Um, so then uh, Vince went in, 
And I guess uh, the locker room and Jar goes like, he's going to want to hit you. And Vince like, he gets one. And only one. So Vince being ballsy person that he is went in the locker room and Brett said, I'm going to, I'm going to change. I'm going to shower. I'm going to come out and put my clothes on. When I get out, I'm going to fucking punch you in the face. So Vince waited for him. He punched him in the face. You could see it's on wrestling with shadows. He does it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Vince, they they pull him apart, and uh, that was it. Vince, he Brett went to WCW, and his career got buried. And after that night, Sean went on to start a program with uh, Mike Tyson and Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, catapulting WWF into the stratosphere. In fact, uh, the sixty-eight week run of WCW being on top of the ratings ended the night after. WrestleMania when um, Stone Cold won the belt and the Mr. McMahon character uh, who was probably born that night of the Montreal Screwjob. He came out to to make a model employee out of Stone Cold with the big blue Big Eagle belt, which is a beautiful belt. Yeah, that pre-taped interview that he did. Brett screwed uh, Brett. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't almost, screw like, Brett. Brett screwed say, Brett, pal. God damn. What? Part of me wants to say it's a work. That they, they decide on this that it would be best for business for both of them. But to make a show of it. It didn't work out for Brett. That's my only thing. Like, You think he would have yeah, let but that slip at some point. No thanks to... Yeah, but Brett's a man of his word. Like he He's a man of yeah, honor. Maybe. And if it was a thing between him and Vince where he's like, this is going to make... You a star and me a star. And it was just because WCW buried him. Like, like how he didn't come in there and and become the number one fucking star. I mean, Hogan didn't want it, obviously, but... And he should have known that was going to be the fucking case. Yeah. You know, um... I don't know, he was a a fucking... Goddamn. Bret Hart's still one of my all-time favorites. HBK... One of my all-time top two favorites, Hogan, up there too. Stone Cold, The Rock. Uh, but damn, did I fucking this this match? Great match, great great show. The WrestleMania '97. I was uh, loving life back then, um, and I'm thankful for it. Twenty-five years later to this day, Squeezer. Mm-hmm. Here is. Your last pick, squeeze. Oh. Didn't you direct unnatural discretion? <laughs> yes, I did. Whoa! <laughs> oh, you know I never walk out of a movie, but yeah. <clears throat> I've got an idea, Mr. Simpson. Why don't you get something to eat from our food truck? <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Simpson. I <laughs> uh, clip from. Uh... Uh, season seven, episode two, radioactive man. Teamsters. Yes. Teamsters. Uh, uh, uh. Uh. <laughs> uh, it's our guys could put that, give as them a, a run for their money. As a kid, I, I you don't, I didn't quite get it. When you see it firsthand and when you live it, <laughs> yeah, it's it's something to behold. It sure is. Um. Or but. Nothing is better though than uh, when someone comes to you for something. You can just say, "Huh, not my job," and just walk away. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, food trucks. It's a long way to get there. This it started out as I was thankful for the delicious uh, sausage, egg, and cheese in a Kaiser roll wrapped in aluminum foil from the little uh, food cart, food wagon. Uh, one of those like uh, uh, aluminum food wagon things up at the uh, Marshall's Creek Flea Market. I'm like, hmm, that's a short pick. Because it is delicious. Don't get me wrong, folks. Um, but then I, I thought, you know what, I, I used to eat at, we'd go there and they'd have like those little food carts or like the Coke wagon and stuff. And we're not from some big fancy pants town where it's been going on as long as it's been some other places, but like the evolution of being able to get good food out of something that has wheels is above and beyond like anyone's expectation from 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not shitting on that. There's some fancy food trucks out there, like that. You have to like you get something out of it, and you have to eat it with your pinky out, like mm-hmm, like tea and crumpets and shit. But if I know Mary. Still... She'll invite us right in for tea and strumpets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but I, I I would still take that greasy uh, sausage egg and cheese in the Kaiser roll <laughs> any day of the week or that. I'm aware. So good. Oh, so good. Um, but yeah, I I I like uh I liked my food truck. Then <laughs> I liked oh or not necessarily wheels, but like a shed. If you can get food out of a shed, uh that's also the way to go. Like particularly your flea markets, you know, like the the deep fried station, like Leesport, they have oh, great onion rings and, and cauliflower, broccoli, deep fried pretty much everything. Sure. So good good uh and then they give you this great dipping sauce like the stuff i'm pretty sure they just go to like uh junior what kind of dipping sauce do you want <laughs> Jeez. Right. uh what's it uh, the, what's the name of that place the outback pretty sure they just go to outback and just steal the sauce from there but ah. anyway it's good but now now you have all these options now you got all these fancy pants food trucks and uh and and you know what? It's delicious. Wrong. <laughs> it is delicious. I feel like some some of them are going a little too far. I'm like, oh, pump the brakes a little bit. Literally, pump the brakes. You're still in a truck, right? Okay. I know. I don't. This isn't uh, some gastro pub on wheels, but uh, but you I, wouldn't I mind if it was a gastro pub on wheels. I would not. No. Okay. Let's be it's just weird that. getting a charcuterie board out of a van. Yeah, I'm not going to say no, but right. still. But yeah, like, let me eat it first, but this is weird. Yeah, like I still think, I, I think there's room out there for like my business model. Like there's one, there's like the a grilled cheese truck and it's like, oh, here's a grilled cheese. And it's like, uh, like a focaccia with uh, Munster and aged provolone with marinated tomatoes. Squeezer. And a, what I'm gonna get? Uh, I'm gonna get a fucking grease wagon. I'm gonna get a food truck, and it's mm-hmm. just gonna have microwaves in it. And I'm just gonna sell <laughs> two cans of cam of Campbell's <laughs> soup <laughs> and with a sleeve of saltines. And you, you're gonna get your giant your your half gallon of Campbell's soup and your saltines. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. Microwaved. But yeah. I think yes, I'll have hmm. 
Yeah, we only have one thing. It's a half gallon of Campbell's soup <laughs> and a sleeve of saltine. <laughs> Do you want it or not? I guess I'll take it. All right, hold on. Yeah. Fire up and uh, another two cans. Yes, uh, you know, chef. Like, give me, Firing give me can, two. chef. What? Give me two. <laughs> Four cans total. Give Get the full gallon. Um, <laughs> I'll serve like, it to you. And, like I'll cut the top off a ice an old iced tea gallon jug. Fill it up for you. <laughs> So there's a handle. I, I I mean I use that like one of those to like put salt down in my driveway. I'm pretty sure it's the same amount of sodium either yeah. way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just throw Campbell's soup on your sidewalk. You folks. could. That's the same word. Yeah, if you don't have if you don't have rock salt in the pinch, you could just toss cans of Campbell's soup. Water it down though, or you might melt the driveway. <laughs> yeah, well, do do like it's 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 concentrate that soup. So, you know. God damn. All right, here's my last pick. The nicest gifts under the tree are the ones you make yourself. Say happy holidays with these strawberry almond bars. You blend buttery tasting parquet margarine and brown sugar to make a base. Spread with Kraft strawberry preserves and bake. Drizzle with melted almond bark. Cool and slice. Wrap with a bow and they're ready to go. Make this Yuletide apple dip for a hostess gift. Bring out the flavor of chopped apples and onions with delicious Kraft Real Mayonnaise. Add sour cream and chill. Then slice Lender's Bagels halves, arrange, and wrap for a gift that's always in good taste. You can treat someone to the fine art of snacking with cheddar crisps. Cracker Barrel brand sharp cheddar cheese makes them special. Shred and prepare a cheese dough. Add crushed potato chips. Form like this and bake. For season's eatings that say season's greetings. Create this festive sandwich tray for giving and start with Velveeta processed cheese spread slices. There's no single cheese like it. Arrange with ham and pepper rings and add a special holiday spread of chopped vegetables and parquet margarine. A beautiful way to give the season's best. Craft TV special recipes are in TV Guide magazine. God, I watched this full six-minute video. It's my like, it's my like happy place. This, so you know, you brought up the movie, the Christmas Toy Squeezer, before, right? Yes, love that movie. It debuted on December 6, nineteen eighty-six. That meteora was a piece of ass. <laughs> uh, and when it debuted. Uh, it, the whole the made for it was made for ABC the movie, and the whole thing was sponsored by Kraft. So they uh, almost took over every commercial break with these uh, recipe spots, and the recipe. So they like show them, and then the full recipes were in um, the TV guide. Uh, at the time, you'd have to you know uh get the TV guide and get the full to get the full recipes for the craft TV specials and they'd give you get TV guide and in there craft TV special recipes you'll tide apple dipped orange barbecue chicken wings there's a lot of good uh, recipes in there a dinosaur dracula upload so there was uh, an 09 and these were up there and and uh for some reason these videos remind me of my childhood more than anything in the planet squeezer <laughs> i don't know why they just do. It's like it's who would ever serve a thing of margarine like with your sandwich trim platter. 
and put Velveeta wrapped Velveeta slices in it. But so I, much awful cholesterol. I want it. I want that. Um, but but I couldn't so, tell you the last time I had like actual like stick margarine. Yeah. No. And two thousand when we were growing up, that's all we had. We had. I can't believe it's not butter. Or not? No, oh, we, we didn't co- have any no, actual butter. I'm sorry. We had, bad for Yeah, it. we had country crock. That's oh, what we yeah. had. Country crock. Now, little did we know, it was worse for you than butter. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so deli- It was so spreadable and so delicious. Like, oh my god, like a country crock, like spread like a whole glop of it on a, a English muffin and put the top on and let it melt in there. <sighs> Just eating fucking trans fats. Delicious, delicious trans fats. So uh, the Christmas toy had these um, Saturday, December 6th squeezer again, 1986. You were three, I was four. I don't quite remember when it aired, but I do remember commercials like this craft one, and I love him. And so uh, a few years ago, Dino Drac reposted. So someone in 09 had the whole Christmas toy with all these spots in it, but it's taken down, obviously. And Dino Drac put up uh, all these recipes and then he made a few himself um, and uh, scored them because he does his ancient and I talked about it on actually the Thanksgiving show before his holiday appetizers he does every year on his mm-hmm. on his blog and uh, I'm like you know what I should just make all these this year and, and just put them out and see what people think <laughs> like oh they're from the 1986 craft uh, holiday TV special recipes there's more you want to hear more Yes, please. Make your tree trimming a party with Kraft TV special recipes. This gala dip could become a holiday tradition. You make it with Velveeta processed cheese spread. There's no single cheese like it. And it melts so smoothly. Combine with sautéed vegetables. Add spinach, then serve in a sourdough bread shell or an eye-catching party platter. These festive chicken wings add a little spice to your table. They get their flavor from Kraft barbecue sauce. It's America's favorite. Just mix with Kraft orange juice and red pepper, then brush and bake. Serve with reserved sauce for dipping. Brighten a holiday platter with tangy topped potato rounds. Miracle Whip salad dressing adds a tangy zip. Combine with sour cream and Kraft Parmesan cheese and chill. Then top baked potato slices and garnish with chives and radish bits. And trim your platter with a bed of fresh greens. Kraft TV special recipes are in TV Guide magazine. What do you think? Just trim the plate with greens. Don't actually eat those greens. Oh, no, no. You know, before it became a hipster vegetable, I've read this online. I don't know how true it is. The number one purchaser of kale in the United States was uh, Pizza Hut as as garnish for their their uh, all you can eat pizza bar. <laughs> you want? There's a little bit more. They, want... they, they grew all these vegetables and food, like the most nutritious green leafy vegetable you have, and they just threw it out at the end of each night because the decoration was done. Mm-hmm. Here's a little more. That's amazing. There's a special offer on a great stocking uh, this stuffer. Is the... This poster with characters from tonight's show is free at participating stores when you buy one of these craft products. Look in tomorrow's paper for special savings and store coupons. I'd fucking kill for that coupon sheet. (laughs) 
Celebrate the season with Kraft TV special recipes. This colorful, cheesy fruit dip brightens your holiday party. You start with applesauce, pecans, and cinnamon. Then heat Cheese Whiz processed cheese bread. The marvelous microwave-in-a-minute cheese sauce. And stir into applesauce mixture. Serve with sliced red and green apples and pears. Start your holiday supper with these hearty sandwiches. Combine sausage, ground beef, and Kraft 100% grated Parmesan cheese. Shape, brown with onions and green peppers, add spaghetti sauce, and serve in crusty French rolls. Favor your guests with this cheesy zucchini casserole. Start with Kraft Macaroni and Cheese Dinner, because it's the cheesiest. Saute zucchini, add tomatoes, then heat and serve this satisfying dish. This marinated vegetable salad is as easy on calories as it is to make. Combine crunchy fresh vegetables with Kraft zesty Italian reduced calorie dressing and marinate. Add greens and toss, then enjoy this tasty salad. Kraft TV special recipes are in free store folders and in TV Guide magazine. Even the ones that are disgusting, I want them all. Like I want that cheese and cheese whiz and apple dip. <laughs> like honestly, none of that. Oh, uh, you're just mixing shit. This like, is hey, so whatever 80s. We, whatever we make, it just so 80s. I love it. There's one more. You want to hear the last one? The kill it, close and, it out. And they're all served in a, a uh, ceramic Christmas tree. Yes. Here's the last one to close it out. Uh, all right, here it is. A New Year's Eve party calls for festive desserts made with Kraft TV special recipes. What makes this apple tart blush? You do, with the tart taste of cranberries and apples and the mellow flavor of 100% natural Kraft mild cheddar cheese. Prepare a cheese pastry, place over the fruit mixture, then bake, turn upside down, top with more cheese. Serve to oohs and ahs. <laughs> Cappuccino cheesecake, so smooth with Philadelphia brand cream cheese. Combine Philly cheesecake batter with sour cream, instant coffee, and cinnamon. Pour over a crust, bake, and enjoy this elegant dessert. Chocolate orange mousse is also oh easy when you start with Kraft miniature marshmallows. Melt them with milk. Add semi-sweet chocolate pieces, then fold in whipped cream, spoon into your best glassware, garnish with orange and mint leaves. Flavorful Celestial Seasonings Herb Tea is a perfect dessert companion. Kraft TV special recipes are in TV Guide magazine. I want to make the cheese apple <laughs> tart. Uh, it's so weird, isn't it? I love them all though. I watch this video. It's just my. It's that's how I comfort myself. You know, if I'm, if I need to, if I need it. I think it's stuff like this is why, as a kid, like I would just eat ring bologna and cheese. <laughs> like I wouldn't touch the dips or go near anything because I'm like, there's a lot going on there. And there's zucchini in there, and I don't want it. <laughs> is that applesauce and mayonnaise in that one? <laughs> and the voice is like, "You're right." It's like, <laughs> "Yes, it is." And now I want the apples and ma applesauce and mayonnaise and onions and Lenders bagels. But back uh, then, I didn't want anything to do with it. But, but, but like the the onion, 
onion dip mix like poured into it too like stir it in you're right i want that right now like i i would oh. eat the shit out of all those recipes right now but back as a kid i wanted nothing to do with this but i i just whatever the whole the shooting of it the feeling of it yeah. the old packaging it's li literally just take your entire condiment drawer and just squirt it all in the one bowl whisk it together as long as it's craft as long as it's craft yeah, if if it's a if it's don't use a Heinz ketchup. No, Kraft uh, ketchup. Oh, no, Heinz is be... Heinz is owned by Kraft now, I think. Well, now. But... Yeah. Yeah, but it's I I like that whole. I want to make that marinated vegetable salad. You put like the the cauliflower, the carrots, the onions. You marinate an Italian dressing, and then you toss it with the the lettuce, and that's, that's a good idea. And then and then you use that all as a garnish. For <laughs> yeah, your, then you uh, use it as a garnish for your cheese and apple dip. <laughs> your your apple and <laughs> render down a, a bushel of apples mixed with margarine. Right. Yes, margarine is key component to every and like yes. the margarine spread goes with your Velveeta wrap slices and ham and your cheese, yes. your veg, your your your. Uh, pepper rings and add a special holiday spread of chopped vegetables and parquet margarine <laughs> and you, you're supposed to wrap this up and give it to someone as a gift ah yes oh the 80s oh it's like homer it's it's kind of like homer's oh, moon waffles nashville fat ass retracted their message for bjbj oh come on nashville fat ass what do we do without your bjbj yeah yes i'm thankful for those um, that's it, Squeezer. That's our Thanksgiving show. Yay. We are I'm thankful for being thankful. I am thankful for all the rad maniacs out there. And I am thankful for you, little handsome squeezer. Oh, I'm thankful for you. Enchantress and the kitties. You gotta give the family a shout out. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm thankful for my family too. <laughs> <laughs> we start Christmas shows next week. I think we're doing commercials next week, but I got I have right. I have some Let's I, do that. I have some ideas planned out, so I'm just gonna oh, go boy. through and um but yeah, probably Christmas commercials next week and then we got some we got some shows. But yeah, it's Christmas time in Rad Years Land next week on the Rad Years podcast. But until That's then so fucked up. And I know. Enjoy your thing. It was just trick or treat like a day ago. Yeah, it's seriously, right? Right. Uh, until then, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Uh, have a happy and everyone who says safe holiday. I guess don't choke on a turkey bone is what I mean when I say have a safe holiday. And we'll talk to you next week. I'm RK. And I'm Squeezer. Bye, everybody. <laughs>